Hello and welcome to the Daily Booktopian for Wednesday, June 17th. I'm Mark Harding, Content and Brand Manager for Booktopia, and this is a podcast about reading in the time of isolation and social distancing. Joining me today, the Category Manager for Kids and Young Adult Books, Sarah McDilling. Hello, Sarah. Hi. And Category Manager for Lifestyle Books, Shanu Prasad. Hello, Shanu. Hello. Cool. Let's get right into it. Sarah, what have you been reading? I have been reading a book called The Court of Miracles by Kester Grant, um, and it has blown my mind. So it's a debut. Um, so the author is Kester Grant, who is, she's a um, British Mauritian writer who, it says in her bio, spent time growing up in the UK and in Mauritius and also in the Democratic Republic of Congo. So interesting formative years, it sounds like. And she has written like this stunning fantasy book that just I'm going to give you the tagline of it and it, it might sound crazy, but they it's described as being Les Miserables meets The Jungle Book <laughs> meets Six of Crows, which is a really weird combination of, um, of different books. But my God, it really works. This just, I, I love Les Mis. I love the book. I love the musical. I love everything about it. And this is not a retelling. It's it's definitely more of a reimagining. Um, it's kind of like the author has sort of taken um, Les Mis as a theme for a party and just like thrown, thrown a bunch of the characters together in different ways and different combinations. Um, the the it's set in a version of Paris, like an alternate version of Paris, where the French Revolution kind of failed, and so it's the early 1800s, and there's still a royal family, and um, the sort of common folk have created this co- court of miracles, which is like a collection of guilds. So there's a thieves guild, there's a beggars guild, there's an assassins guild. Um, it's the, the thought that went into like creating this this guild is it's intricate and amazing and it's kind of oh my it reminds me of so many things it reminds me of um uh, a little bit of the gentleman bastard series um the lies of Locke Lamora it reminds me a little bit of Nevernight <laughs> it reminds me a little bit of if you enjoyed Garth Nix's um Angel Mage recently which kind of did something similar with the Three Musketeers, it's like can't be called a retelling, but it is an interesting remix um, of a familiar story, but with lots of lots of different changes. So the, the main character is based on Eponine from Les Mis, um, and she's reimagined here as a, a French-Algerian girl who is trained as a cat burglar in the Thieves Guild, and I just love it. Like, I can't, I can't express to you how much I gobbled this up. It was just everything I love. Um, and the best part is it is the first book in a series. So, Shanu, you'll be pleased to know it doesn't end on a cliffhanger, really. You, there's a satisfying oh, story told here that sort of comes to a, a, a conclusion of sorts, but I'm still really keen to revisit this world and have more from these characters. They were great. They were just great. It was just 
great. Yes, like I can't, I'm really, I'm really fresh off this ride. I, finished I got the chat. Yeah, well, I didn't get the chat from you until this morning because um, I don't have chat on my phone, but because my phone what is. What time was it that I texted you? I just you finished at twelve oh seven, and you, just, you were just like, "This book is great!" Exclamation mark. I really liked it. It's like got the most delicious atmosphere. I love, I would have, I don't think I would have enjoyed a retelling as much. It really is different. So it's, you've just got to think of it as a, a Les Mis themed story that does quite its own thing. And is that, um, uh, is that a new release? Is it out now? It is. It's just newly released this month. Today, um, I think. Uh, it came out at the beginning of June. Oh. Um, well, the it fourth is great. Yes, I'm currently in stock, and this is an author that I'm just adding to my my list of automatic buyers now. Like, I'll definitely follow this whole series. She, I see that she's got a new a, a book unconnected to this series publishing next year, um, called Gold Pour, which I'm Ooh, interested in. That sounds interesting. Um, I'm just, I just loved this. The main character is a lot of the reason why I loved it. She's just really. Who doesn't love a cat burglar? And she's so <laughs> she's so fierce. And like part of this world is um, that there's this strict law that the Court of Miracles follows. So like no matter which guild you are, they all strictly obey these laws. So there's like this honor among thieves thing going on that I always fall for, like a ton of bricks. <laughs> and um, just like a great, a really great cast of characters, really fast paced, really. Um, if you ever were a little bit sad about the ending that Eponine gets in Les Mis, this will be cathartic for you. And, like, if you, I, I do feel, I don't normally say this, but I think you'll get a lot more out of this if you have read Les Mis or even if you're just familiar with the musical because the author does this cool thing where she plays on your expectations for what you think will happen to characters based on the original story and just flips it. So you'll think the story is going a certain way and then in this very, like, wink, wink way, she just kind of pulls the rug out from under you and does something totally different than what you but expect. But that you appreciate, not that you're just like, oh, this is too different from the original story, it's annoying me. I appreciated it because I'm like, I've read that story and I love that story, but I like seeing it totally remixed. Yeah. And I like seeing, you know, because the, the characters that you really like in this one may not be the characters you really like in Les Mis. She really plays around with. Um, and, you know, if you don't know the story of Les Mis, you might miss that nuance, which would be a shame because it's really, it's a lot of the reasons I love it so much. I so think you enjoy it. If you're going to read this book. Like, yeah, I just think, yes, I think you'll get more out of this book if you have read it. You, I think you'll enjoy it either way because it's a good story and it's a rollicking adventure and kind of non-stop action. Um, <clears throat> but, yeah, I would say, you know, if you haven't, at least watch one of the movies or something. Like, read the book because it's great. But um, I'd say more of a rich reading experience for those familiar with the story. Excellent. Okay. Well, so I wasn't super sure about the book because Les Mis to me is a little bit depressing and sad. Um, and oh so, my gosh, it's so, well, okay. I can't really argue with that, but it's also <laughs> so full of hope. And you know, you know, I don't do depressing and sad very well in fiction. I'm like, 
real life has got enough of that. Um, so I was, you know, not so sure. But now that you have talked about it and said that, you know, because I, I, I like, you know, I, I feel I feel like that that's something that I can certainly add to my very, very rapidly growing TBR pile, which thank goodness half of it is electronic. Otherwise, I would have no house to live in, I think, with the amount of books that I have on my on my reading list. I think you, have, you could live <laughs> in a house made of books. Yeah. Well, I kind of do at the moment. That's the problem, <laughs> which is why I've had to start electronically storing a lot of a lot of the books. I'm a bit worried about when I'm going to read that my um, iPad will reach a limit, which is uh, just based on only how many <laughs> how many books I have sitting on it. <laughs> uh, you had some other books that you were also uh, when we were looking at what you know what we were going to talk about today that you uh, started reading. Oh for, yes, so I am on the hunt. I mean, spoiler alert for the end of the podcast today, we're shouting out to um, the author Amberlyn Quaymelina. It got me thinking, it got both of us thinking, uh, me and you, Shani, <laughs> um, that we would like to read more YA by um, by First Nations Indigenous authors, which is just, um, there haven't really been any presented to us this year so far not there's been loads of amazing books but not much way fiction that we yeah. can talk right and fantastic kids books and such amazing like, kids know, books, yeah. and, and and it's really wonderful that that's great but like i would i know i do love reading kids books to children but i and and sometimes for myself but i would also like to read ya for myself and you know we particularly like talking about new books and up-and-coming books and so yeah it was a bit difficult when we went to try and find stuff. I mean, already it's really hard to find, you know, just Oz YA books um, at the moment, I'm finding that, you know, I've kind of like, I think I've read like nearly every single book that's like come out this year that's been written by an Australian author. Um, mm. That's that's YA. So, uh, yeah, hopefully we're hoping that there will be um, be some more some more books coming out very soon because, you know, the ones that, you know, have, have come out, I think there's one that you're about to read well, that you started reading from that came out last year, right? Yeah. So in the absence of stuff, frontly stuff that is newly published or about to be published, um, I went to the backlist and um, I found and bought and have started reading a book that was published like in 2015 called Becoming Carolee Lewis, which I'm really into. Um, I've only I've only just started, so I haven't read much yet. But it's set in the 1980s and seems to also have callbacks to the 1960s. And it's about um, a young Aboriginal teenager who sort of was adopted by a white family and then goes and tries to find out more about her uh, birth parents. And then sort of the book includes flashbacks to her birth parents in the 1960s. And that is by the author Jane Harrison, um, and that was a that was one example of a YA book by um, an Indigenous author that I just I hadn't heard of it, and it was five years ago. It was before I started doing this job, um, and so I wasn't I guess I wasn't as aware. And I'm really like I'm really into it. And the other one which I haven't read, but was published more recently in May 2019 is Shauna's Great Expectations by Kathleen Lowman. And that is going to be my next read after Becoming Carolee Lewis. Um, so I can't really speak much about it. I haven't started it yet. But 
based on the blurb, it is about a girl called Shauna who is an Aboriginal girl who goes to an elite private school and then things happen and I'm looking forward to reading it. <laughs> but I can't, I don't really want to speak to that one yet because I haven't even started it yet. Yeah, Those are my TBR books. Um, I, I read a bunch of different books uh, last week. I was really, um, you know, when everything in the world was already crazy with COVID and then when um, Black Lives Matter movement started and it really challenged me um, to be less complacent with what I read because, as I said, you know, I don't like sad, I don't like depressing. And so I read, and even in my YA reads, my YA reads are definitely of the uh, fun and fluffy end of the spectrum. Um, but I realised that uh, just because that's what I like to read, it doesn't mean that every single book written about um, a black experience has to be, um, you know, always depressing and sad the same way that um, people are people and we all have all ranges of experiences. Um, so do authors, um, authors of colour write all sorts of different books. Mm -hmm. And so I went on a hunt for <laughs> a bunch of different awesome YA contemporary rom-com or romantic books or retellings or just the stuff that I love to read. And the one that I read um, that I'll talk about the most in one second, but I just want to quickly mention one which is called A Love-Hate Thing, which if you – I started reading it and I was like, wow, this is really reminding me of, like, the OC. It's, like, really reminding <laughs> me of a lot of the characters. And, like, I read it. And it's, like, a 465-page book, right? So it's not a joke. This book just – it's, like, it's, it's pretty epic for uh, usually, you know, these kinds of contemporary books are, you know – 250 you know maybe pages but this was like it was it was a saga um and then I got to the end and the author talks about how um and the author's Whitney D Granderson how she was inspired by the OC to write this book and I was like ah and like to the point where some of the characters were like oh yeah that's totally that character and that's totally that character um so uh, definitely if you if you love the OC and you love the drama and um you know the misunderstood romances and all that kind of stuff then a love-hate thing is definitely one for you. The other book that I read that I absolutely loved was a book by Liara Tamani called All the Things We Never Knew. And it is such a beautiful book. I had not heard of her before. She's an American author. She's from Texas. Um, she wrote a book a couple of years ago called Calling My Name, which got great reviews and is now the like one of the next books I'm going to read. But this All the Things We Never Knew is about these two, um, this boy and this girl that are both like at um, a basketball competition. They were at different schools and they sort of like catch eyes and they feel this immediate connection, which is, you know, usually that kind of thing in a teen book is a little bit, oh, really? But it was just written so beautifully and you just felt that they saw in this one moment, they just saw something in each other um, that they didn't know they'd been kind of looking for or missing. And it really turns like, it, it seems like it's going to be just like, you know, it's beautifully written, but you think, okay, it's just going to be, you know, a nice romance about, you know, this boy that loves basketball and this girl that plays basketball and is really good at it but doesn't really love it um, and, that you know, it'll just have some, you know, some general dramas and stuff. But, no, it goes pretty deep. There is a lot of pain and, like, um, like they, like the, the, the boy has, um, has like, he, his, his mum died in childbirth and his dad is, like, this big, big shot surgeon who just, he feels blames him for his mum's death and never sees him, moves him into this big house in this new in this new suburb, and he feels like totally alone. Um, the girl has um, 
this family that she thinks is, you know, wonderful, this younger brother, these two parents, her dad's a lawyer, her mum's an interior designer, you know, they fight a bit, but she thinks she's got a pretty good life except for the fact that, you know, she feels this, like, just general pressure to, because she's good at basketball, to be a basketballer when she doesn't she doesn't want to be that, but she doesn't know what she wants to be. So she feels she, she should just keep doing something because she's good at it, um, even though it's not where her passion lies. And a lot of the book is um, it's told from the two different points of view, so from the from um, from each of the characters. And what's so amazing about it is just that, as I said, the writing is just so wonderful, and you really feel when there are misunderstandings, they don't feel forced, they really feel real, and you can really understand both points of view and how each of them is misunderstanding what's happening to the other one. And um, there's a lots of like kind of secrets that come out and family dramas that happen. Um, and the ending is, it's again, it's a bit like the book that I talked about um, the, the other week, where the ending may not be your typical happy ending, but it's the right ending and it's a really uplifting ending. And so um, I would 100% recommend this book to uh, to pretty much to pretty much everyone. It is definitely has a bit of content in it that you would probably again, you know, I like to give like an age kind of rating, but probably for a little bit more of a mature YA, um, it's definitely not for you like 12 or 13 year olds. But uh, yeah, it's it's just it's just wonderful. Um, I think the description it was a description on the web on the um, it's, it doesn't have, unfortunately, an Australian uh, Australian uh, right, so it hasn't been published in Australia. But we are getting stock in from um, from overseas, so um, it'll be arriving in the country very soon because it just came out last week. Um, they call it Ele they call um, uh, call it Eleanor and Park meets Love and Basketball. Oh, I and love Eleanor and Park. Yeah, exactly, oh, Love and Basketball. Great movie. So I, you can totally, um, yeah, I, I I would definitely recommend this one. Thanks, Thank you. Really. I think we're, we're starting to we're starting to um, reach time. I think, guys, we've got um, only a couple of minutes left, so maybe it's a good time for us to jump into our Aussie author shout out. Right. Okay. Who are we talking about today? We are talking today about Anne Boleyn Queen Molina, who is. Um, I first read her book. Uh, the first in the tribe series, like ages ago. I think it came out in like. Uh, I want to say the early 2010s, like 2012 or 2013. It's called The Interrogation of Ashala Wolf. And it is such a good series. I like, I love, I love that series so much. She's also um, with her brother, Ezekiel Quemelina, the, the, they wrote together the book Catching Tele Crow, um, which is, like one of my favourite Love Was Way reads of the past couple of years. I think it's maybe, gosh, maybe three years old now. I'm just, 2018, that came out. And she has an upcoming book um, called Living on Stolen Land, which is coming out on July 1st, um, which is a prose-styled look at a colonial settler present, which just looks fantastic. I haven't I haven't actually seen it in real life yet, but I've seen some of the internals and it looks amazing. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, uh, Sarah and Chanu, for joining us today. And thank you to everybody who tuned in to listen. You can listen to all of our episodes for free right now on SoundCloud and iTunes. And we'll be back at the same time tomorrow with another episode of The Daily Booktopian. Until then, keep reading and please stay safe. Thank you for listening to the Booktopia podcast channel. Don't forget, you can subscribe to us on SoundCloud and iTunes for free 
and get access to hundreds of author discussions, book analysis pieces, and more. Or, if your eyes need a workout, head to Booktopia TV on YouTube. Don't forget, for all books featured in this podcast, and for access to a whole bunch of other fun content on our blog, head to Booktopia, Australia's local bookstore, at booktopia.com.au. Thank you.